Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. I had hives this morning, but just on my nose, so my nose was like the size of a small grape. With David Dillon. I had kimchi stew for dinner, and now the probiotics are having a party in my stomach. And Dewey Cassidy. I went to the ear doctor to get my earwax sucked out, and my earwax is too powerful, so I have to go back in two weeks. And I'm your dungeon master, Alex Wolfson. Let's get going. When we last left off two sessions ago, because last session, of course, was our very special Halloween one-shot, the Chris Tato Harvest Hootenanny. When we last left off two sessions ago, a whole lot of interesting stuff happened. The party was nearly TPK'd by a chimp and four flying snakes, and in fact probably would have been if not for the last-minute intervention of the heroes from The Call to Greatness, your alter egos in a sense, a bunch of brown nosers. Losers. <laughs> you met Land Sponk, the cowboy proprietor of Sponk Mart, who promised to sell goods for 50% less than other retailers. He asked for your support. You rebuffed him, punched him in the balls, uh, leading eventually to a confrontation with Chief of Peace, Arnold Dolesbury. Round two of the talent show was a slugfest. Eventually, Albert Penis takes third. The children's choir of the Towers Schoolhouse takes second. And none other than Jeremiah Jelsinkley takes first place, wins it all. And with it, the right to perform for the queen. The people like what they like. Uh, Albert Penis, you built a homunculus servant out of the dead body of the chimpanzee. Correct. Nasty. <laughs> and finally, after an exhaustive... It's time, a living... I like these quippy. We got we got quips. We got quips. Yeah, you love to be interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it's trying to a, do things over here. It's such a nightmare for me at uh, to edit them. Uh, and finally, after, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I said blobbity blue. Blobbity blue. <laughs> and finally, after an exhausted night of sleep, you visit Krog at the lie bar. You find a burning pile of pornography outside and Krog himself bound and gagged inside the lie bar. As you free him, he offers you a note and a name. The person who attacked him, Miss Maggie Lathy. I knew it. And on that ridiculous cliffhanger, we instead cut and did something entirely different the following week. <laughs> the uh, the Harvest Hootenanny ending, of course, with... Clegg Tumstool being crowned as the High Hooter, and with that, the prize of the staff of the High Hooter and 25 gold pieces. You met Bumblebee, who eventually escaped into the sunset. And so you wake up in the morning, thoughts of Krog filling your head, maybe something left unsaid since, uh, due to our, uh, our one-shot, also perhaps some loose ends from the halloween special that you might want to tie up and of course the dual looming threats of rent some of you perhaps are dangerously low on funds some of us are currently checking our inventory and you have uh, these other elements for the queen's visit to tie up and time is a ticking so with many different priorities as you wake up in the morning you have your breakfast and uh reconvene what would y'all like to do 
How far away from rent being due? Good question. You are right about two weeks away from the Queen's visit, which is going to coincide with the beginning of the month and and your next rent being due. Great. How much is my rent again? Seven? I could look it up for you. I I don't have it off the top of my head. Your rent is four gold a month. Oh, hell yeah. I just need two gold. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been spending all your gold on? I started with very little. Oh, okay. Alex, did you seed all of our equipments with... Because I didn't touch the gold, nor did I really... Did we really talk about it? Yeah, some people got seeded money, yes. Some people got okay. seeded money. Okay. Just wanted to check. Yeah, different people have different amounts of money. Absolutely. And different rents Perfect. and different expenses. Maybe we start with that and then deal with other priorities. Okay. As you wake up in the morning to account for the passage of time... You will all go to work and also pay your lifestyle expenses. Now, you have a choice to make. Some of you, I think the choice may be obvious. Uh, You have to select your lifestyle. And your lifestyle is going to inform how other people see you. Basically, if you live a very wealthy, extravagant life, that's going to cost you a lot of money every week. But people would see you as wealthy and extravagant. If you choose, there's several levels of poor. There's a kind of a normal person poor, and then there's very, very, very poor. And if you choose that one, of course, you might smell worse than other people, and and other people are going to notice this. Uh, With that being said, I'd like to give you some prices and allow you to choose a lifestyle. You could be squalid for two silver a week. You could be poor for four silver a week. Modest for one gold. Comfortable for two gold a week wealthy for five gold a week or aristocratic for 25 gold a week whoa i have a question yes sir what happens if i go into debt can you take a loan interesting i because i think that despite (laughs) i don't see albert penis as someone who likes to live within his means, if that makes sense. I agree. <laughs> so I imagine that he's not going to be living modest or squalor, despite the fact that he currently has two gold in his pocket. <laughs> is he, do you think it's more of a, uh, he's not living within his means, or does he uh, want it more for show where he would have like fake Rolexes and stuff like that? Not the fake Rolexes. I just don't think that in his mind, he is not a poor person and therefore he cannot be poor. Like his brain will not square the two. Also, I'm so sorry, David. Your door opened on its own, and I yeah, wasn't that spooky? (laughs) Yes, that was super. That was a carryover from the Halloween episode, and also Jimmy, my wiener dog, booping himself in. Okay, (laughs) that explains it. He's so powerful for being so small, isn't he? Though, so so sorry. What was the second to highest tier? There is wealthy for five gold a week. Below that, comfortable for two gold a week. Below that, modest one gold a week. Okay, so I think in his mind, he's at least comfortable. Comfortable. What does comfortable entail? Yeah, what's the difference between modest and comfortable? Yeah, comfortable is you are having three meals uh, a day. On a holiday, you're having like a nice, uh, fancier meal, maybe a roast beef. You're going out to dinner. Modest, you are only going out to eat, say, on your birthday or a major holiday but you're still having about three meals a day. Comfortable, you are you may be going out to a restaurant a couple times a month, and certainly for all holidays. And wealthy, you are eating, dining out very frequently, 
maybe even as much as once a day, um, casually, casually dining out. And um, also, you can afford certain luxuries in your life, finer clothes. Uh, you have a couple very luxurious pieces of clothing, things like that. Le- wealthy would be quite would would be qu- quite wealthy. Right, I'm gonna choose comfortable for Albert Penis. Okay, which means I now have zero gold. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's been two weeks, so you have minus two gold, which means. Well, I, oh wait, I have one copper piece as well. <laughs> okay, that may or may not help you much. All right, so I need to subtract four gold. Yeah, Albert Penis, you're at minus two gold. We'll, we'll understand what that means in just a minute here. And what what's the lifestyle? What lifestyle would everybody else like to choose? Um, what's the difference between poor and squalid? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what else would Jeremiah be? He's a he's a crazy old man who doesn't really have a job. Poor is you live in a shack. It's a very simple home, but it has four walls and a roof. Maybe the roof leaks occasionally. You miss some meals. You dine out very infrequently. Uh, or if you do, it's very simply. Uh, you're eating very simple foods every day. Chris Tato stew, you know, for almost every meal. Squalid is like you are eating just enough to live. You are, you know, certainly unhoused. You're unable to bathe yourself. People people notice as well. Gotcha. I think Jeremiah is going to fall more under the, the poor umbrella on this okay. one because he loves his Chris Taters and um, he, he has four, four walls around him uh, and a roof every night. I love it. And Clegg? You know, I think Clegg lives a modest lifestyle like as a student on study abroad, just on the weekend, signing up for research studies. I agree. I think this all makes sense. And of course, you can still splurge on certain things. You still have all your money. Just this will be the recurring expense that accounts for all of the meals that we're not uh, actually playing. Can I can I be like poor, poor squalid? Like, can I be like three silvers? A, yeah, uh... I'll give you three silvers. <laughs> okay. I think that I, fits I, I, your character. Yeah, because I, I, he's not like totally destitute, but like, you know, he people do notice that he's not showering and like he does kind of pounce uh, every chance he gets when there's uh, free food involved. Absolutely. So to deal with the debt question, Albert Penis, if you choose to get a loan, you can visit certain groups in, in town and get a loan. And I can uh, walk you through those. I would like to do that. Okay. Also... We're gonna roleplay two weeks, but this second work, uh, the, the second work roleplay that we're about to do will be sort of the second week. So there's a chance that you make enough money that you don't need this loan. Well, I'll try. To, let me try to work first, and okay. if that doesn't work out, I'll take a loan. You'll go get an emergency loan. Sounds great. A payday loan? Is there an equivalent in Chester's chair? <laughs> there's there there may or may not be loan sharks in Chester's chair. <laughs> I need to go to a check cashing place. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, isn't this fun to role play <laughs> poverty? I don't want to live in this it's, world anymore. I know. <laughs> Alex, what's the APR on those loans? <laughs> it's 22%, dude. It's like credit card. Oh, wow. Not bad. Not bad. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Who would like to work first? Jeremiah could work first. Yeah, let's do Jeremiah. Yeah, sounds great. Okay. Jeremiah waking up in Missing Chair Square. The humidity of the day palpable already. Your shirt sticking to your chest just as it always does. Your 
squalid slash poor lifestyle means you've had a nice bowl of Chris Tato stew this morning. You can still pick stale, up your, though. your fries at the Chris Tato fry if you choose. That, 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 that'll be included in this. And uh, as you see people passing by, please roll a D10. D10. Okay. A s- six. A six. You uh, see people averting your eyes, walking along hurriedly, mostly trying to ignore you. And you see uh, an, a much older gnome woman. She has white hair. It's tied in a high bun above her head. Uh, she has deep, pale gray skin. She walks very slow. And she looks like she's trying to avoid your, your eyes. But has, uh, it has such a labored walk that she can't help but look up. Mostly to see where she's going. And she passes by you very slowly. She passes by me very slowly, but looks like she's trying to get away a lot quicker than she's actually going. If she were a hundred <laughs> years younger, she'd be moving quick. Yes. Yeah. This is this is perfect. Jeremiah has smelled blood in the water. Uh, he goes. <laughs> he runs over to her and says, "Miss, Miss, is there is there anything I could help you with?" Uh, oh no, nothing, nothing today. Thank you, young man. Uh, oh, 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 you you flatter me. You flatter me. Um. It it seems like you seem to be in a bit of a in a lot of pain, or uh, maybe you have a disability. I don't know. Uh, but it, regardless, uh, have you heard the good word of our good Lord and Savior, Kelimvor? Kelimvor, I'm well acquainted with Kelimvor. Just last week, he took my husband from me. Before that, my parents, my grandparents. Everyone, everyone in my family's been taken by Kelimvor. You tell me of Kelimvor. She seems to be almost in a rage, in an old woman rage. You tell me that he will save me? No! <laughs> How was your uh, experience with Kelimvor? I mean, would you rate him five stars on the local bulletin board for no! services? Kelimvor took my loved ones from me. Now what do I have to do all day? Well, I don't think that was Kellum Vore's fault. I think that that was just <laughs> the passing of time. Kellum Vore is, is but a third party to help with the passing of time. Make a persuasion check. Or a religion check if you want to double down on just the relig- pure religious message of it. Yeah. We'll do religion. Okay. Ooh, dirty 20, baby. Let's go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very good. This, uh, this fact sits with this woman she takes it in deeply she stops trying to hurry away from you she looks down at her feet and then eventually back up at you and there's tears in her eyes and she says i'm just looking to have some fun before i go to um jeremiah goes up and, and hugs her and say what is your name child Pellbottom. Pellbottom. where are you from Pellbottom? I'm from here, Chester's chair. Well, I'm I'm sorry that that Kellumvor has taken your your friends and your families and your loved ones and anybody everybody you've ever cared about and everybody that you ever will care about and have cared about. <laughs> oh God, of course. But I think I think this is a great teaching moment. Uh, I think if you were to see your family members now, they would be 
very happy and rate Kellenvor's services as five stars on the local bulletin board. <laughs> and uh, just let other people know that Kellenvor is doing a, a pretty good job. That doesn't exactly make me feel better, but all things must pass. You're very wise for such a young man. Thank you, Pellbottom. Um, what what fun things did you want to do before you die? Rollerblading. Rollerblading? Rollerblading. I I think I know of a place that would sell rollerblades. Really? We could go get some right now. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I take her to Penis Curiosity. Wow, okay. Hey, what a cool connection. Wow. Crossover episode. Crossover, whoa! <laughs> uh, over at P- Penis Curiosity, on the other side of Missing Chair Square, uh, hubbub and hullabaloo happening on the inside. Albert Penis, you hear a knock on the door. Uh, one moment, I'm trying to get the homunculus... He, I've been trying to work with him all day on displaying the um, the various wares in like you know a fun way to get people to buy stuff, but mostly he's just smashing things, throwing them all around because he doesn't know what he's doing. So it's like half trying to comfort him and half like no no okay okay oh no good boy good boy uh, one moment I'm gonna open the door. Uh, hello, Mister Penis, what's going on? Uh, Albert Penis, hello, good to see you. <laughs> uh, Sorry, did you say your name's Penis? Are you sure it's not? Penai? No, it's Penis. Uh, Albert Penis, that's my name. <laughs> oh, I was hoping it was wrong. No, that <laughs> Penai. It sounds like I've been stabbed in the eye with a pen. Why would I want my name to be Penai? Uh. A penis, that's powerful. But uh, <laughs> you're not here for my name. I'm, I'm assuming uh, you, I'm troubling you. Would you like some water or something? Or Rollerblades. I'm... <laughs> Sorry, I must have misheard you. What? What was that you wanted? Young man, you infant man, I have lived 340 years. I've watched everyone I know die, and only today have I realized this fact is inevitable. Before I go, I want to go fast. (laughs) Chimpy, cancel my 10 o'clock. It just smashes a vase. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am, go ahead and take a seat here on this massage chair, and I'll be out in a moment with just the thing for you. Oh, okay. She'll uh, take Uh, Jeremiah by the hand. She, like, asks for some help walking So, to clarify for the listeners and for Alex, the massage chair is a normal-looking chair, it appears. However, there are three small, or three large holes in the back of the chair, so it looks sort of like Swiss cheese. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever she sits down, I'll explain the next part. She she asks for your help, Jeremiah, in in getting over to the chair. Yeah, Jeremiah uh, delicately and uh, thoughtfully takes her to the chair. This frail old woman... It seems like a labor even just to bend her knees and she sits down in it. So as she sits down, there's like um, the homunculus is standing before you or behind it. And as we noted, there are three large holes that are quite about the size of homunculus hands on the back. And so as soon as she sits down, you see you hear this pressure like you hear like a on the seat. And as that happens, the homunculus immediately ducks as three small guns fire rubber balls at the holes <laughs> as a sort of percussive percussive massage for the woman. Uh, I'm going to roll... I think I'll roll a constitution save for this woman. 
to see if she <laughs> oh, no. can survive it's a Gatling this. massage oh, and feel good. With a natural five, she's blown off the seat. She <laughs> falls forward. She is going to take a little bit of damage. She's taking fall damage. Well, there's a massage cushion on the floor. Oh, great. She takes four points of damage, which is a lot for her. Oh, my god. She gosh. lands on the ground hard. She gets up. Oh, oh. Uh, I would have died without this. And she looks up at you. She coughs hard once and says, that was the most fun I've had in 50 years. More, Mr. Penis. <gasps> Albert Penis. You said more? More, Mr. Penis. Albert Penis. Oh, I, this is the best day of my life, but I must say, madam, I am but a humble shopkeeper, and without money, I can't provide you any more services. As they say in the drug I... world, the first taste is free. The second <laughs> taste will cost you $20 for a dime back. Well, I don't like that comparison. <laughs> I, I am happy to pay for your services. Also, is one of you perhaps a healer? I have, my, my ribs are broken. <laughs> I do act. I do have a rib healing tonic. If you would like to partake, uh, I do. How how much is it, and how much for the the chair? Wait, you you want to buy the chair? Oh no, for the for the. Yes. Why? Yes, I think I do. Well, madam, that chair is two hundred gold. Oh my gosh! Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Thirteen. 13 is not enough to sell it at that price. Although she's still interested. She goes, oh, that's that's a bit steep for me. Sweet, uh, oh, madam, madam, you did not let man. me finish. That massage chair is 200 gold for anyone but you. For you, a mere 75 gold. 75, you say? Why? Oh, gosh, dang it. I'll take it. <gasps> yes! <laughs> what a day oh my god uh let me gift wrap that for you thank I'm you snap, could snap you heal my ribs bring. first actually i i i've been holding oh, the rib tonic that one i will throw in for a mere 20 gold i i sir i'm in horrible pain <laughs> <laughs> all right all right you you got me a mere 19 gold <laughs> sir please <laughs> oh you're really twisting my arm all right all right all right just for you madam i'll give it to you for free that would be really swell. Perfect. As, as long as you promise to purchase this calendar I've made. Oh, well, how much is the calendar? The calendar is 20 gold. <laughs> and what the price went back up. <laughs> well, the, 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 that price was merely for the, the tonic, but the, this calendar is quite good. You see, it is an inspirational calendar. You open it up, and depending on your mood, it will read a certain quote for you. Uh, okay. Uh, can I test it? Sure. She opens it up now. Uh, she looks into it. She's uh, the color is draining from her face. The, my mood is dying. Oh, uh, well then, in that case, I believe it's Whitman. Uh, <laughs> she, All right, no, he, hand over the gold. I'll give you that tonic, real okay. quick. She will uh, reach into her purse. She takes out seventy-five gold pieces to pay. Great, for. I'll reach over and hand her the tonic. Wow, Jeremiah cast false life on her. Uh, she gets. Seven seven temporary hit points. I thought about doing healing word, but um, I feel like the fact that she, as old and decrepit as she is, I feel like felt false life with temporary hit points uh, plays a little bit better. That's kind of appropriate. I like that. And the healing tonic actually is a spell. Isn't that right, uh, Dewey? That's an artificial heal. Is that right? It was going to be snake oil. Oh, okay. <gasps> you can heal her. I can? I think you can cast cure, can't you? Can't you cure wounds? 
Uh, not cast cure actually. But. So I have infusions and I've picked mine already, and none of them are healed. <laughs> I have enhanced defense, mind sharpener, homunculus servant, and armor of magical strength. But you, um, oh my gosh, dude, we've been playing like ten hours. You have regular spells you can choose. You haven't chosen any spells. <laughs> what you have? <laughs> You've been playing D anD D for years. How do I add spell? I go to manage. You can go to spells and add all these spells. You can learn cure wounds. You could just heal this woman. And there's other like important spells, you know, detect magic, disguise self, uh, so many things. <laughs> Identifying, not least. That didn't know? pop up in my character creator, and I think that's a flaw <laughs> on D&D Beyond. Yeah, it, does, it is odd that it doesn't come up right away. And cantrips, of course, you know, mending is probably really useful for you. Maybe a message or, you know, but whatever. Sure. You like. Oh, so I just hit manage spells. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at all those things you can do. A whole I new could do character. Acid splash. You could take that. <laughs> uh, artificers are a full on caster class. You're, you're a full caster on the same. Caster class. I barely know her. Nice. The nerd talk. The ner- I just got shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, there's a caustic brew. While you figure out your spells, uh, <laughs> Jeremiah, are you going to ask her for a signature in your book as well? Yeah, absolutely. She'll give you that as well. And she'll sign your book and purchase the massage chair from Albert Penis. She'll take that healing and uh, to uh, to heal her back up. And this woman. Oh, sorry. Is she taking the healing from my tonic? Yeah, if you've put a cure wounds into there. So. The one I put in there is Disguise and Kelp. Dis- okay, so dis- actually, Disguise and Kelp was a fake spell that was from our last game. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's it's, right. It's up there it's for Kelpus. me to pick. I had that's feeling so it was from Kelpus, but yeah, I, was I wasn't Kelpus. sure. There's like a lot of fish and kelp related uh, spells. There's... Why do I have access to these? I can only turn them all on or all off. I think I'm allowed since you. <laughs> this podcast is now incomprehensible. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna. I just learned mending, so I'm gonna mender. Well, mending, mending is, is not for people. Objects. Never mind. You can learn cure wounds, and you can cure wounds. Cure for... wounds is not on my list. Oh, yes, it is. It's, it's on the second part. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to. T- I have to get rid of disguise and kelp. Yes, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> oh okay. I saw that on there. I was like, oh, I wonder if someone's going to pick that. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> the first thing I pick. That's so funny. But just to give you some time to pick spells and things and keep things moving along, was there anything else you wanted to do with this older woman or sending her on her way? What does that mean? I mean, snuffing her, <laughs> taking her out back, <laughs> cutting her head off. I think, it's, I think I'm good. Uh, okay. I'm going to look at spells now. So did you did you heal her? Did you put a cure wounds into that potion you gave her? Or yes, I put a cure wounds to that potion in there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and uh, the woman drinks the potion, feels much better. She's going to take her uh, her chair and begin heading out. And Jeremiah, you you had something for her as she's leaving. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell her anytime you want to come uh, worship the great god Kalimvor, you know where to find me. Thank you, young man. I'll be getting my kicks right here. She taps the massage chair and is going to walk out. I've been trying to get rid of that chair for 45 years. I built it when I was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> my first invention, I 
It was the first time anybody ever told me I was worthless. Oh my god. <laughs> so to have this moment come full circle where suddenly I'm worth something. Jeremiah, you've given my life meaning. Well, by extension, uh, Callum Vore has, but uh, but thank you. I don't know. Uh, no, thank you. I'm going to stick with you. You specifically have given me meaning. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, if if you think that that's the case, would you mind signing this book for me? I would love to hand it over. What is this book? It's just the book saying that you're a follower of Kellum Vor. Nope, not signing it. Sorry, anything <laughs> else you want, but I'm not signing anything for any sort okay, of god. I mean it. No, no. What it's kind okay. of cool it's god okay. would build a horse? So I'm not, not, not for me. That's not a, not for me. Well, Kellum Vor is the god of death. He is not the god of horse. God of death, you say? God of death. He is very, now, does, very does he stern. prevent death as well, or merely cause it? He is. is does he prov- preside over death? He is. He, he. That's a good question. Yeah, you, you do not know. You pro, you <laughs> proclaim yourself as some sort of uh, acolyte of this deity, and yet you seem to have no recollection as to his domain, his power, his his realm, if you will. I what is your be, life, Jeremiah uh, Jelzinski? <laughs> I, I want to be precise. <laughs> Jeremiah, if you look deep in your notes. In your pockets. Jeremiah, I do not wish to, I don't wish to hurry you, but it is coming up on the time for my homunculus to make waste, and I don't think anyone should be here for that. (laughs) I have yet to figure out how he gets things to make waste from to begin with. It's something we're working on together, but there's going to be a lot of chimp poop to clean, and it is cursed chimp poop. You know, actually, a point of order on the chimp, which just just to clarify this. A homunculus servant requires the use of a hundred gold piece gem, a, a gem worth a hundred gold pieces that serves as his heart. And so I'm happy to say when you, for the purposes of this homunculus, you've used the last gem worth a hundred gold pieces that was in your possession. But yes, it was given to me by my first girlfriend. I love it. That does, however, mean <laughs> that the gem is in use as long as the homunculus lives and if you really need the money, you could kill him. Oh my god. And now that I've seeded that evil idea, wow. I will yield back the floor. Jeremiah, I have a question for you. <laughs> your god, your god of death. Is he a god of judgment? Does he cast ill judgment upon those who may have committed transgressions? Callum Vore is, is very fair and he, he helps. He... Let's see. I, w- I, I want to make sure that I get this. Jeremiah is looking of for the thing. official 5e description of Kellum Vore. Yeah, no, of exactly. course. I understand you want to. I just. I can't help but feel conflicted that today I can pay rent and I can eat. But a woman sat on the ground begging for me to heal her ribs and I tried to get 20 gold out of her just out of desperation. Knowing that this may be the last gold I ever see. I don't know if you've lived at the point where you're gold to gold, every every piece of wealth you get, you know, will immediately be squandered upon your, your house, your clothing, maybe a nice hot shower. The things it does to you make me feel no different than an animal. And so I ask this God of judgment, this God of death, does he discern goodness from badness, or does he understand that life, society that we've built, 
the pointless, evil existence we all must live, that no matter what we do, we are not guilty, we're merely surviving. According to the official 5e rules, <laughs> Kellum Vore does not hate the player, he hates the game. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good thing to me. I say go for it. Let me sign that paper. <laughs> All right. I got two signatures today. What a what a great, great day. This is, this Don't tell is me when I'm one of the best. This <laughs> Kellum Vore knows. Uh, this, is, this is the best day that uh, Jeremiah has had in decades and like decades and decades so he is he is feeling great right now i'll say that is going to to end both albert and jeremiah's day of work albert you've made 75 gold pieces today wow huge that is more than i've made in four years (laughs) (laughs) what a big day day for the both of us only possible with the tag team uh with the assistance of your friend here jeremiah and jeremiah uh will say that you've you mail in these, because we're passing time, you mail in these signatures as well as the signature of Crispy the dog, and you receive your pay per convert amount, five gold pieces per convert, and so you receive 15 gold in the mail. Um, I, I couldn't remember, did we discuss if, uh, if animals were still five gold per convert or were they uh, less? Oh, that's a good point. Do animals have souls? I'll, I I'll, don't think their souls should be worth less. Wow. <laughs> It is a good question. Should the animal soul count for the full amount? And I think actually to to keep Jeremiah from cheesing the game with every rat and pigeon he finds, <laughs> I think I do have to say that you receive 12 gold in the mail and a note that says, last time. Ooh. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm going to have to... Jeremiah is going to have to send a strongly worded sending spell to whoever just gave me my paycheck and and say this is this is bullshit that all souls need to be saved and follow Kalimvor. Great. Yeah, you'll you're going to send this to um Isaiah to your boss? Yeah, I'll send it to Isaiah. Great. And you don't have a do you have a you don't have the sending spell, right? I think this I don't. To be like so I was going to I was going to have to find somebody who had it. Okay, you could look for someone who has it or you can um send a letter and you'd receive a response later. And I'll I'll just take note of the um of of where it came from and um write to them. Great. Okay. What would you like to say in that letter? All life is equal in the eyes of Kellum Vore, and all converts should have the same pay amount. Uh, depend not dependent on species or size or if they could talk or not. Great. Make a persuasion check. Seventeen. 17 you get a response uh letter back a couple days later there's no message but there's three gold pieces whoa and we'll go across town to the work of clay tumstool clay you're going to work at the tower schoolhouse there also are other odd jobs that we i was going to get if anyone gets really desperate (laughs) yeah i think um at one point uh, Clegg was considering looking at the school's bulletin board for like research study where they were looking for, I don't know, blood samples or something. But um, for now, Clegg will go to school. Okay, for one, for one more regular school day, go ahead and roll a D6. I rolled a four. Four. 
Uh, you enter the tower schoolhouse. Um, as Clegg enters, she has like her hand over her ears and she's saying, nobody hoot at me. And she's like running in. Great. Um, a bunch of the kids, uh, they didn't have the idea before you said so. But <laughs> as you run in, they go, hi, hooter, hi, hooter. Nobody hoot at me. I don't want to hear more you it. Say that, I had a bad time. The more you say that, the more the kids go, hoo, 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 hoo. You enter this three-story stone building. Uh, you notice the the first floor. The kids just seem to be uh, in recess mode. They're playing with toys and things. But you hear a commotion from upstairs. It seems like class is happening upstairs today. Actually, instead of helping with class, if the kids are in recess, I think Clegg will talk to Miss Maggie Lathy and try and see if she's really connected to the PTA, like Croc said. Okay, yeah, you could totally do that. Um, so you enter the downstairs of the Towers schoolhouse, and like I said, the kids are at recess. You see Miss Maggie Lathy. She's wearing a sundress with daisies on it, uh, and she's sitting at her desk. It looks like she's grading papers. As you enter, the kids go, ooh, again, and she'll say, quiet children, please, please. And she looks at you as you come over. She'll say, oh, Plague, I thought you were helping Jack today. Yeah, I'm, um gonna head over there a little bit later i wanted to ask if i'm trying to integrate myself more into the town now that i'm on the party planning committee and i wanted to ask how much you know about uh sindar Folbeek and whether you're close with him or know anything about him i don't know anything about him oh um i wouldn't say i'm particularly close with sindar although he um he is a good man, certainly. Works for the Temple of Joaquin. He's a he's a priest. Preaches about I don't, I don't know business something or something like that. Um, that's really all I know. Why? Uh, I'm just trying to research all the religions in Chester's chair. Maybe ghost write an article for like one gold or something and send it back to Colnox. Well, that's a good place to look. Well, toodaloo. Clegg, if that's all. Uh, Miss Maggie, I had a couple more questions for you. Sure. So there's like a lot of stuff going on with the whole PTA business. Oh, scary. Did you hear what happened at the light bar? Um, no, I can't say I have. Well, I'm sure you go to the light bar often because of all the continuing research you must do. Clegg, if you're getting at something, just go ahead and spit it out. I don't know what you're... I, I'm not at the light bar often. Well, Krog is my friend and something terrible happened to him. So I just wanted to know, since you're one of the only adults I know in town. What happened to Krog? You didn't hear at all about what happened to him? Well, no. I mean, if something serious happened, I suppose I'd hear about it eventually, but I'm not particularly close with the, the Libar. Can I try to roll insight to see if she's yeah, being truthful? Yeah, go ahead and roll insight to see if she is lying to you. That is a 17. Uh, 17. She does not appear to be lying to you. Well, Croc, we found him tied up and what? You know, all the porn was meticulously drawn over and magic marker. Oh, well, that's and a- some of the porn was burned in a fire. Oh, well, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> I don't I'm not going to mourn the porn, but you said I won't mourn the porn. But you said that uh, Krog was tied up. Yeah. What? Why isn't anyone talking about that? What is- I don't know. I just wanted to see if you if you knew or. Had any idea who in the town could do something like this? 
I mean, first it started with your with your school supplies being reverse burglarized. Oh yes, you mentioned you were getting to the bottom of that, and she's gonna make. Oh, let me make a roll for her. Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah, we just uh, you know things started going awry at the schoolhouse, so I just wanted to you know see if there were any lines connecting you and the Libar and Sundar Folbeek. Clegg, I'm sorry, I'm not sure what to tell you. I, I heard through the grapevine that Sindar Fulbeek also had a reverse burglary, uh, as as did we. Uh, and I, 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 I think now that you mentioned it, I had heard that the Libar's pornography was disrupted, which I suppose, too bad. But that's as much as I know. I, I'm not particularly close with either one of them. Now, really, Clegg, I must get back to school, but it, maybe come visit me another day, or perhaps tomorrow. All right. It was nice talking to you. Okay, toodaloo. Bye. And we'll go to the end of the day. Or what, what would you like to do? Jeremiah's out celebrating. He's, uh, he's had one of the best days of his, uh, of his professional career today. Yeah, awesome. Um, Albert's going to be visiting the woman that bought the chair. Oh, okay, cool. And Clegg will be trying to attune to the staff. Trying to attune to the staff? Oh, okay, so you're not all doing the same thing. You're not all going to the bar. You're going to different places. You can go to the bar, too, and then do these little things. But up to you. Uh, Maybe I'll go after. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. I'll do these other little ones first, then. So, Jeremiah, you you kick things off. Which bar are you going to, by the way? Are you going to the Mossy Marsh or the Split Log? I think your typical bar is the Split Log. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's the one I normally go to, so I'll, I'll be there. Great. Jeremiah, you go to the Split Log early, uh... To, Gotta catch happy hour. Uh, since the split log is close to the schoolhouse, maybe they have like a, a beat the clock happy hour special or something. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They have and, uh, they have a <laughs> play hooky from sixth period happy hour. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, half price. Uh, what's a good name for a uh, for an ale and a crustato shot combo? The farmer's daughter. The farmer's um, daughter. <laughs> wow <laughs> so sexual strange most shots are yeah we'll take it they uh they have an afternoon special called the farmer's daughter which is half price ale and a shot of cristado that you can make if you get there early and uh albert penis you're going off to check on pell bottom now you don't have her address exactly but with, through asking around you could probably find your way to her home if you're if you're determined okay yeah yeah i'll ask around here sorry i thought i had a, a thing that would help me but i'll just ask around and find it all good. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Six, despite my plus four advantage. <laughs> a six. <laughs> you spend an hour wandering around asking people, have you seen a, you know, how do you want to ask people? Excuse me, I'm looking for the most relaxed woman you've ever seen in her life. Uh, the results of my late or my earliest invention. I don't know if you've seen anyone matching that description around town. Do you have any other, any other information? I mean, I, it doesn't really ring a bell. Hmm. She's. She'll she'll be very calm. Yeah, no. Very rejuvenated. Uh, perhaps sitting down, most likely. Yeah, good luck. Uh, you spend an hour wandering around, unable to find her. What would you like to do? You can spend more time if you like, or... I'm just going to go back to the bar. Great. <laughs> you give up. <laughs> and we don't see what that scene is. Clegg, what were you doing again? Attuning to the staff. Great. That just takes you a short rest to attune to something. So you spend one hour thinking about the staff. Cool. Okay, you'll spend one hour at home pouring over your staff, the staff of the High Hooter, and now you can add to your inventory. Hooray! The staff Whoa. of the High Hooter. 
What does the staff do? That is up to Clegg to share or to keep secret. Wow. Can we get a description of what it looks like? Yes. The staff of the High Hooter is a simple wooden staff that houses a cristado wrapped in bramble at its head. Uh, Clegg, do you want to share what the staff does or nay? I think I must. <laughs> Maybe we do this at the bar. Maybe I bring it with sure. me. You can see it, right? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> so you keep the you take the staff of the high hooter. This simple wooden staff with a cristado seems a magically infused cristado affixed to the head of it, and you're going to meet them at the split log. You all pile into the split log down south in the pond district, an impressive building resembling a log partially cut by an axe, the favorite haunt of your very own Jeremiah Delsinkley. You enter, it's livelier now as it's a little bit later in the evening. Some of the locals are there. You see again the kids, uh, Cordy Stonebreak and Mariah Twinrock, who you, you encountered earlier today. Atoth Felsper is there. Um, se- several other locals are there. Shinya and Chizuru, again, greet you at the bar. Um, they'll meet you, Clegg. Oh, hi. Your, your friends are already inside. They'll walk you, Clegg, down around the, the back. And uh, Albert and Jeremiah, where are you two in the bar? Uh, Jeremiah is going to be right at the the high ta- the high tops, uh, close, close enough to flag down every single waiter as they uh, come by and, and pester them. Uh, and at this point, Jeremiah has successfully beaten the clock and uh, is pretty drunk. Great. I'll be in there with him. Great. You're at a high top table in the center of the room in the middle of all the action. Is your homunculus servant with you? I'm going to say okay. no. Usually, usually that <laughs> I think that might cause too much chaos. Great. He stayed home. You're a couple of rounds in. The chatter of the place is, is buzzing. Clegg, you're going to go join them. Um, Albert and Jeremiah seem to be in very high spirits. I'm uh, like hastily, hastily, I'm hastily citing my name at the bottom of a Hallmark card. Hallmark scroll. <laughs> it's like the most generic Hallmark scroll you could think of. Um, as Clegg comes in, uh, Jeremiah just goes, whoo. <laughs> like, to so stop that. I don't need to hear that. I've been having a difficult day. Um, how's everyone else's day been? Look, Jeremiah, you're clearly upsetting our friend Clegg, so how about we, we knock it off with, with the hooting? Clegg, is there an animal or bird noise you'd prefer we announce your arrival with? Perhaps uh, the, the the bray of the gentle ass, something along those lines. <laughs> you can just say hi. The okay, normal. Uh, I just need to know what animal language I'm saying hello in is the, the issue. normal common. Hi, Clegg. Oh, yes. We're all animals, aren't we? <laughs> While everyone's... And with that, I'm going to chug whatever I'm holding. Drinking, Clegg is going to use one staff charge. What is this? What do you have? And it will generate one Cristado. I'll choose oven-baked. I think that's the Cristado we've Yo. seen <laughs> less often. And... We'll actually use two charges to do one in front of Jeremiah and one in front of Albert. And then Clegg will take the staff and the Hallmark scroll and hand them to Jeremiah. And Clegg will say, I don't want this. It only reminds me of a very terrible evening. And I have no need of this. I think really the only person who has need of this is you. 
Jeremiah's saw all of this just go down and his jaw is on the floor right now and he's he's at that special kind of drunk where he's not able to already unable to uh to to formulate complete sentences and he's but where and who but i thought they have the tate and the big but and the what what you know that this staff as an action can expend one charge to create a Cristado in an unoccupied space within 30 feet of you. The Cristado can be raw, mashed, fried, or oven-baked. It will heal one hit point if consumed, and at dawn, the staff regains all its charges. If the last charge is spent, you roll a d20, and on a 1, the staff turns to soil and is destroyed forever. Whoa. You can't be too gluttonous with this staff. Mm. But you get these magical, magically produced oven-baked crustados. They are perfectly done, tender on the inside, sandy all the way through. (laughs) And with that and the beer, uh, you have a very lovely evening. Jeremiah is so happy right now. And he says, no, this is the highest honor in the entire town. You don't know what this staff means. This is... This is what everybody goes to do every They want the staff. I will say, you know, I don't need to be the high hooter. Every day I walk into school and the kids won't stop hooting at me and it's driving me nuts. Is there another animal that you would rather them <laughs> make sounds of? Like goes, no, <laughs> no other animal. Just, just, just some nice peace and quiet would be nice for once. Um, do with these crustatoes what you must. I don't even like eating them. There's more than one way to fry a crustato, and we'll find you a fried crustato that you like. I promise you this. I will make this my mission. (laughs) I love it. Anything else you'd like to do as you spend the evening at the bar? I think, like, we'll share that Miss Lightly, despite us receiving Croc's note with her name on it is generally not suspicious and seems to be just telling the truth that she has no idea what's going on. She just hates porn. That's it. Well, who would want to frame her? I don't know. That's a Perhaps good a portrait maker. Like Why take a, a beauty maker? and cast it into some sort of, 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 of frame, perhaps. <laughs> I, I think I These see where you're ideas. going with They this. come to me. The, the they come to me in the, in the same way my inventions do. I see a need. And uh, I looked out, and the, the need I saw was someone needing an answer in, in Clegg Tumstool, and I I provided an, an, an answer for that need. Albert, are you okay? I'm a little drunk, and that's fine. That's, that's how I... It's, it's how I spend... It, it, hello. Uh, hoot, if you... Oh, you hate that. Never mind. Have a Cristado. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Not for me. Ugh. Did you put it in his mouth? I, I used one of the charges <laughs> to put it in the unoccupied space in his mouth as he's going, oh as gosh. he's uh, opening it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this crusade a raw fried mash? <laughs> 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 um, if it's not clear, Albert's yeah, choking. You can't. He, there's no room to chew if it fills his whole mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, is gonna uh, run away. I think it's a raw Chris. Uh, I think it's a raw Cristado. I'm like, look at behind you. What's wrong with you people? Well, I'm drunk. 
Also, Jeremiah, roll a d20. That was the last charge on the staff, and it might turn to soil right away. Oh, I, could you imagine? <laughs> so funny. I turn to what? If you roll a one, it turns to soil and it's gone forever. To 14. We're good. Okay. I'd be Sorry, so sad. The staff sad. turns to soil or the crustato that was staff, in my mouth? The staff destroys itself. Okay. Really use it. That'd be so sad if the staff lived and just died the first day. Shinya does go, oh, okay, I kicked you out of here last time. I don't want to do that again. You, you all really need to take a take it easy, okay? Thank you for saying you don't want to kick us out. We appreciate you not kicking us out. All right. Do you need a buddy? Do you need someone to look after you? I mean, do you have a safe way home? I have a safe way home, and once I get home, I can pee whenever I want, thanks to my new my new friend. <laughs> okay, I won't pretend to understand what that means, but as long as you're all safe, he'll, he'll oh, we're we're all safe, and you're you're all helpful. Thank you. Anything else in your bar night? Well, where should we... We need to find the culprit of this porn burning. And we try to ask it. Asking who? Whoever did it. I, I have not. Jeremiah stands on top of the... Uh, takes the, the Cristado that's on the <laughs> high top, stuffs it in his mouth, and, and says, Now, who knows who burned down the, the Libar pornography stash? Uh, you shout this out into the bar... And uh, the thaumaturgy. Great, really loud. Boom, your voice echoing yeah. throughout the space. It's shocking. And one man who you've seen here before uh, stands up, he comes over to you. You've been given his name before. His name is Atoth Felsper. An elf man in, uh, he, he looks like to be in the equivalent of his 40s, which is really probably about 100 years old. He's well-dressed, um, sidles up to you all and says, oh, you're investigating... The, the pornography burnings. It's, it's, it's nice to meet you all. My name's Atoth. I've, I've been meaning to come by and say hi for some time now. Uh, you see he has a little notebook. He, he pulls it open, scrolls through the pages a little bit, and says, um, I'm here studying carpentry and um, just generally trying to meet people in town. I'm kind of new. I, I'd love to maybe help you out. Any f- anybody who's a friend to pornography is a friend to me. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to out myself here, but sure, yeah, I'm I'm a friend of pornography. Uh, well, Jeremiah introduces everybody. I'm 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 Jeremiah, and uh, that one is the she is the the hoot Clegg, and then um, that one is Mr. Penis, Albert Penis. Nice to meet you all. Of Penis Curiosity, I've, I've seen that sign before. Are you sure it's not? Uh, Penus? It is not Penus. No, that sounds too much like the hangman's inti- implement. I am Albert oh. Penis of, of Clan Penis. <laughs> oh, oh, Clan. And don't ask me about my family. Is he asking... Uh, sorry, you all know him better. Is he asking me to ask him about his family? Is this like a reverse psychology situation? I'm not really sure if I know anything about sh- Mr. Penis's family. Albert Penis, and you don't. Uh-huh. The only well, thing you all need to know is that I, I think I do need a ride home. We'll call you. A, we'll call you a cab with a horse. No, you will call me a cab pulled by some sort of man. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm happy to walk you what home. Did they have those? Really, on your back, perhaps? Maybe I could. I could put an arm around your shoulder. That'll be quite enough. Thank you. Sure. Thanks. Happy to do it. Well, Adolf, what do you? Who do you think might have? Uh, burn the pornography. Yes, Adolf. What is what is what a is toth, your a toth. Adolf? Mm, no, like a toth with a with two T's. Okay, Adolf. Close enough. 
who do I think burned the poor? Maybe that Croc guy is suspicious, you know? Something about him doesn't add up. I, I don't know. I'd focus on that. Croc's my friend. Why would you be suspicious of him? He's a, he's a nice man, despite his mildly terrifying appearances. Well, I don't know. Just my two cents, you know? I'm not a sleuth, just a carpenter's assistant. But I'm happy to help you get home. Maybe we should look into Krog. I mean, why would he Why would he burn down his own collection? Well, perhaps he had pornography insurance. Or oh. perhaps he's a secret hater of pornography, hating the fact that the Libar, an institution that was once meant for learning, now exists merely for smut. Or perhaps it was an accident. Or maybe he needed more room for cookbooks that nobody ever looks at. We should go talk to Carl. <laughs> and with that, you go home. You'll get your long rest. Um, uh, Albert Penis, your Atatha is helping you walk home. Adolf, yes. Uh, he helps you walk home. You'll all get your long rest. And we will take our short little break here. Okay, thank you. Albert Penis, can I, as we start up the second half, could I have you roll a constitution saving throw, please? This is for drunkenness. Six. A six. You're having a tough time this morning, and the details of last night might even be uh, a little hazy in your brain. Great. So you're all getting up. This is your typical meeting day with tiles, so uh, probably a good place to start to head over there, unless you'd like to start somewhere else. Um, Jeremiah is, will go straight there and, uh, is going to be super amped that he can have, uh, Chris Tato anytime that he wants. <laughs> and so, um, pops one, pops one in his hand and, uh, is everybody, uh, that he's passing by on the way over to tiles. He's, he kind of gives like a little nod, like, uh, yeah, yeah. As, as you're taking bites of it. You'll pass yeah, exactly. at the Cristato Fry, a place where you have bought Cristato Fries daily for as long as you can remember. You see Chaff, and he'll he'll look up at you and say, "Uh, wait, don't you, don't you want?" Not today, not today, for I <laughs> now have the the perfect means of Cristato consumption. And uh, he uses another charge and pops another Cristato into his hand. Chaff is just amazed, and then he goes, "All right, whatever, man." <laughs> and uh, he'll, he'll let you walk on. <laughs> Great! You all arrive at the edge of Missing Chair Square, through the town hall, up on the second floor, in the very last room at the closet. You open the front door. Uh, it sticks a little bit. Uh, you see, there's a little bit of like very old dried vomit that it kind of is stuck itself in, wedges itself in when it's fully open. Kyle is sitting at the desk. He's got little figurines out, which he swipes away as soon as you enter. He says, hi, good morning. Just hard at work. What are those? Oh, um, you know, I was mm, thinking of different scenarios that uh, we maybe need a strategic mastermind. Um, he's going to roll a deception check. It's a nine. Um, and it's, it's well, I'm going to give him disadvantage because that was especially awful. Still a nine. Um, he's just playing with he's playing with toys. Tile, based on the piles of vomit that you pushed away, it seems you and I have had similar mornings. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but you do look awful. Are you feeling okay, Albert? Thank you. Oh, I'm feeling better. I uh, unfortunately am out of my hangover tonic, so I did accidentally take some transformed kelp. 
Uh, but I I did manage to get rid of that spell this morning, so I'm feeling much better now. Oh, okay. Glad to hear it. How are those last two pieces of the Queen's visit coming along, huh? The big feast and the gift bags? We're just about... Oh, gosh. He looks at the calendar. Oh, gosh. Two weeks. Oh, boy. Well, uh, we haven't really nailed down the gift bags, but what? I could get us three free Cristados every single day for the feast. That brings up something that I would like to discuss. I, in my drunkenness, seem to have taken quite a bit to my journaling, and I have about 64 pages of unusable wow. propaganda. But in one of those, I did manage to find something rather interesting of my own devising. Okay. This this festival is about showing off Chester's chair, the beauty of our wonderful community. So why not highlight the very thing we created? The very thing that nearly choked me to death last night in in, in a bar. Chris Tato 100 Ways. <laughs> For the feast? For the feast. We shall invite local chefs to devise 100 different preparations for the Chris Tato. I love anything and everything involving a Chris Tato. Uh, I can't think of anything that represents this town more than a Chris Tato. Thank you, Clegg. Your word means quite a bit to me. That's that's fantastic. So we'll we'll put out a, a notice to the fee, to the chefs of Chester's Chair and hold something like a talent show. With, oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, we did that. We've already... Hold on. Now, what I was thinking yeah. is that while Jeremiah's uh, promise of three Chris Haters a day is helpful, that won't be enough to cover it. So I was thinking if the committee could be provided 1,500 gold to purchase said potato and, and get the talent together. Oh, gosh. Listen, I don't have any budget for all the work I do here. So I certainly don't have budget to... Sp- <sighs> If you want to ask for money, you're going to have to ask the mayor. But he's a tough man to, to contact. Maybe an alternative. Oh, if I can, if I can do anything, it's contact a mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, you could always go to the Cristado Farms too. I'm sure they could get you Cristados at a much cheaper price than fifteen hundred gold. I say we go to the mayor, folks. What do you say? I mean, yeah, I think. Uh... I, I I don't really like that man very much, but, you know, he might be able to help us out. Jeremiah, if you two come to blows, I'll hold you back. <laughs> I don't oh, know oh, if okay. I could say the same. Well, good luck to you. Don't forget about the gift bags. And uh, what else is on the list? 99 hot dogs. How did that get added to the list? I think that was the feast. Oh. We've opted instead for... Uh, you for just said 99 hot dogs so much, I assumed that I told you. But I guess... Well, I believe to Clegg's point, perhaps we could make a uh, hot tato as one of our dishes. Perhaps either the crustato replaces the, the, the hot dog or the bun. Or perhaps it's a new dish entirely with just a similar name. Jeremiah looks at you and is, is just wide-eyed. And he's, he's like, this is, this is the gastronomic uh, breakthrough that this town has been looking for for a lifetime. 100 Precisely. crustatoes. Wow. Well, Tile, I think it's clear. We'll go to the mayor. Okay. Here. Come with me. Just stay like 10 feet behind. I'll run interference first. Great. He'll walk you through. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to talk to Clegg and Jeremiah real quick. Yeah, he leaves the room. He starts to prep it. Now, here comes a wrinkle with our plan. 
Clegg, mm-hmm. Jeremiah is rather unpopular with the mayor. Oh. As, as we've discussed, the two do not get along. And I have a bit of a reputation around town as a <laughs> as a a shit starter, if you will, when it comes to certain political causes regarding both the policing and horsing of our town. So I was wondering if perhaps as as the scholar, as the the youth vote in our in our little committee, perhaps you could be the voice of reason and convince the mayor to give us fifteen hundred gold. Oh God! I I mean, I don't know if the mayor would even listen to me. I'm not from the town. I'm not one of his. Well, like, that's your mistake right there. Do you know how the sun goes in the sky? <laughs> no. Do you know how the stars shine at night? No. <laughs> well, great. Knowing is only half the battle. The key is belief. I believe the sun is in the sky because at one point a god became angry and threw his mistress to the winds. I believe the stars shine every night as the hope of each child burns bright in the universe. And I, Clegg, believe in you more than I believed in anyone, except myself when trying to consume hot dogs in under a minute. Clegg is like sweating now, nervous. All right, well, we can. Well, Well, I guess we'll ask him for some money and see what he says. Let's practice it right now. I okay. have a go- I have seventy five gold in my pocket. Why don't you try to get some off of me? <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Hi, Mister Mayor. Here you are, seventy five gold. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! You're a natural. Tile will lean in. And he'll say, "Um, we're ready." Thank you, Tile. Jeremiah's going to look at Clegg and and be like this mayor is an idiot and he will be just absolutely stars in his eyes the fact that you are so cosmopolitan and not from this town and i think you could really lean into that okay good to know i'll do my best tile will walk you all downstairs to a a large audience chamber almost like a throne room in the city hall he'll knock on the door and say um, uh, Mr. Mayor, the thing I was uh, talking about, and you hear from beyond the door, not, uh, and, and Tile says, um, yes, no, it, it, the party planning committee, you picked them. No, you picked them. You, uh, he's, he's excited to see you. And he'll open the door and he'll say, um, he doesn't like when I step foot in there. He says something, something about how there's always vomit appears mysteriously afterwards, but good luck. Good luck. I'll be waiting out here. And, um, He'll, he'll open the doors and allow you in. You enter then into a large, well-appointed pseudo-throne room. For a mayor's office, it is uncomfortably lavish. Velvet, silks uh, abound. There's a large bear rug with the open mouth sitting in the middle. Uh, a fireplace with like a chimney that's been forcibly added on. There's three guards in the room, which you recognize as the heroes uh, from The Call to Greatness. David, Chelsea, and Dewey. Standing around the exterior of the room, they seem to be stoic and focused on their work at this point. Uh, The mayor, meanwhile, sits at a large office chair, like a rolling office chair with adjustable height, but it's decorated in the style of a medieval throne. It has wooden armrests, a red velvet plush backing, uh, and he stands up. He's wearing a, a robe. He stands up. He says, Ah, now, the pickle... Protection Conference. So nice to see you all again. 
Hi, Mr. Mayor. Ah. We're we're planning your party for the Queen. Oh, oh, very important. Yes, I knew that. We want to throw you a really cool party with all your favorite foods and gifts and lavish entertainment. Oh, so that, that sounds that sounds fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your service and good day to you. You're welcome. But for us to throw a really wonderful party for you and for the Queen. We will need some money to do God's, so. God's get oh, 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 so um, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're coming here in an official capacity. Oh, I thought you were trying to rob me. <laughs> oh, silly me. I'm going to give Clegg a thumbs up as in she's doing a great job. <laughs> Clegg's like just nervous and shaking, just like, oh, God. This must be how Summer's Bounty felt at the talent show. Uh, my homunculus <laughs> servant is going to try to, on my command, walk over the handkerchief and try to dab the sweat off of Clegg. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, go ahead and roll a dexterity check for the homunculus servant. Eight. An eight. It just punches you in the face, Clay. <laughs> Chimpy, so- sorry about that. He uh, does not have eyes. Come here, come here. <laughs> um, I, I cast light on Clegg in order to make Clegg look very celestial oh, wow. and very, very just beautiful. Now, look at that. Y'all shining like a light bulb on the unnamed Winter Festival's morning. <laughs> or like the gold that we need. To... Guards, guards, get the... Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. The budget that we guards, need. Guards, guards, guards. Oh, sorry. 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 Uh, a party that matches your splendid taste. Now that I like to hear. Now, good day to you. It was a pleasure seeing you. Wow. Mayor in this tough. Wait, no, no. Hold, hold. Sorry, Mayor, what? to disrupt. I'm Albert Penis. You may remember me from our encounters in the past. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. The, the the proprietor of Penis Curiosity, one of the most successful inventor shops in town. In this town? In Chester's Chair, yes. I love Chester's Chair. I'm the mayor of this town. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, Mayor, you love Chester's Chair, right? Yes. And you would love nothing more than for the festival to be... An opportunity for others to love and experience the town as we do every day. Yes. Well, I think it would be beneficial then to have a grandiose feast that gives people an opportunity to love our town the way that we do. And I was thinking Cristato 100 Ways. Oh, I do like a Cristato. That's an interesting idea. Yes, and all we really need... Is 15 gold oh, per dish. Oh, let's get him! Get no, him! No, oh, no. Sorry. sorry, I thought he was robbing me. Oh, no, no, no. You'll know when I'm robbing you. Oh, hey, it's funny, too. <laughs> All we need is simply 15 from, not from your personal stash. We need a budgetary addition oh. of merely 15 gold per dish. Now I'm not the math. I'm not a math person who can tell you how much gold total <laughs> it would be to put fifteen gold on each of the hundred dishes. But whatever that is would really go a long way to financing this feast. Uh huh. Now you, you there, the glowing one. Is that what you were trying to say? Uh, surely a, a man of your means and exquisite taste would understand that that fifteen gold is just the price of a meal. I gotta tell you, 15 gold for a slice of Chris Tato's a little outrageous, wouldn't you say? Well, it's for everybody. It's it's, it's also hundred- an average. An average? Well, how's that work? Well, some dishes may cost 20 gold to prepare. Some dishes may cost half a gold to prepare. 
So to cover our bases, we simply average it out among the dishes. And it's not per dish each person, it's per preparation. So now you're having a hundred different Chris Tato dishes for everyone in attendance. As in everyone's going to eat a hundred Chris Tato each? As in everyone has their choice of the hundred different preparations of Chris Tato. Yeah, I see. Well, now that's still a tidy sum of money. That is a tidy sum of money, but can you put a price on the day you had your first kiss? Wow. Can you put a price on the day that you held your child in your arms and thought, no matter what this cruel world does to you, I will always be there for you? I don't have kids, but that price... Can you put a price on the day that you stood up and realized, despite what you've just done, you don't have to wipe, it came out clean? (laughs) (laughs) You, my friend, you are not... This budget of money that we're requesting is not just to provide food for some feast. It is to provide a moment in time that will be forever locked in the minds of those eating it. My gosh. Go ahead and roll persuasion. I'll have Clegg roll too. You you helped out at this. You, yeah, go ahead and both roll straight and we'll take the higher. I rolled a 10. I rolled a 15. I cast Guidance. Hey, Jeremiah Guidance. I'm helping. It's a 17 with the Guidance. A 17. The mayor says, now I gotta tell you, you have broken my heart. Why well, I can remember a time just like this morning where I sat down on my personal throne, squeezed one out like a jellyfish. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't hold you. And I'm going to honor your request. Here. I'll give you 50 gold. Thank you, Mayor. I'm going to reach for... Wait, 50 gold? 50 gold. <laughs> Hold on. 50 gold? 50 gold, yes. Now, it was wonderful meeting you all. Uh, I hope I do see you sometime again in the future. And have a lovely day. Did, did you not see that Clegg was glowing? <laughs> Oh, I, I see the glowing uh, little halfling. Okay. I, I, uh, okay. Now, listen here, sir. I've been a resident in this town for my entire life, and I know that this town has the money to splurge on such an event as welcoming the queen. Welcoming the queen. We are sparing no expense for Her Majesty the Queen. Absolutely. And yet... Does a budget limit you, or does a budget... Yes, the budget limits us. God, God! Oh, sorry. (laughs) Does a budget limit you, or does a budget inspire you to think creatively? Now, Mayor, I must say that I am quite the master of inspiration, putting together such inventions such as the world's first toaster, a device that takes damp, flaccid bread and <laughs> creates a beautiful, crunchy, almost crouton-like dish out of it. Wow. I thought of that on my own, on the toilet, squeezing out a dry one. Wow. Now, you can't tell me that I don't know inspiration. And I'm telling you, we need no inspiration. We need 1,500 gold. I, I see. Uh, make another <laughs> persuasion check. Everybody can roll this one. Not a lot. I rolled an 18. And Clegg? I rolled a cool six. The mayor says, while you're reminding me of 
the kids that I never had, and how if I did have them, I might look upon them and think, what a beautiful thing. Here, another four gold. Now, I really do have to get to other mayor business. I am quite busy, but it was lovely meeting you all, and I hope best of luck with the party. I'll be there for sure. Well, bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Gods, uh, for real this time. I'm not joking. No, throw them out, gods. Go ahead and throw them out. Ah, uh, thank you. And the guards will, like, escort you out. Jeremiah is leaving. He um, he doesn't flip off the mayor, but he flips off David, Chelsea, and Dewey. <laughs> Great. They're <laughs> stoic. They take it and toss you out. Well, I guess it's better than nothing. Clegg, I don't want that moment to turn you into a cynic, to discourage you from voicing your opinion and speaking your heart. No, I, I thought that was a, a good plan. You went in there, asked for 1500 knowing full well you'd, you know, you've reset his expectations, and now we have 54 gold. It was a, a master stroke of strategy oh, and uh, planning. Yes, correct. That is, <laughs> that is what I did. I sought out because I knew we needed exactly 54 gold to... Uh, <laughs> I definitely wasn't planning to get fi- 1,500 gold and then see how cheaply we could make it to see how much money we could pocket ourselves. I really was just trying to get that for... Or all the Cristatos we will buy. The famously very cheap Cristatos. Tile says, well done, Albert. Hey, good thinking. Thank you, Tile. You're a good boy. Thanks. Money in hand. You have a plan for this feast. You also have a lead on the PTA and other potential areas you can go. What do you want to do? I think we could, as an option, go to the farm now that we have the gold. But I'm not 100% sat on that idea there is other places we want to see i'd love to go to the farm i haven't seen uh i haven't seen my friends out there in a very long time the farm it is okay you head out of city hall and make your way across town walking through the root district passing along large mango grove trees areas where the swamp has flooded, risen up through the homes. Uh, You see residents of the Root District with their pants rolled up to their knees, trudging through the water here till the water eventually subsides, allowing them to pass more easily. You walk out several hours along the road uh, until the, the swampy path turns to a dirt path. And leaving town, for the first time in this game at least, you see off in the distance two great farms two large identical wooden (laughs) structures on each side of the road surrounded by a large fenced area acres and acres long identical but mirrored you know that these are the two major farms in the Cristato farming area the principal and values farms utterly at odds with each other and there as these farms come into view we will end for tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, listeners, Woo! for listening. Yeah. If you like the show, please like and subscribe us, rate and review us. It really does help us a whole lot. Tell your friends about the show. Follow us on Instagram. Thank you so much. We will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Woo! Woo-hoo!